0: Everybody, and welcome back to another hiatus episode of Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. Strange,
1: That's- strange that a hiatus means a break, but not us.
0: <laughs> That's right. I-
1: not Autumn and McKenzie.
0: No, that's true. This hiatus, we've done remastered works. We've done live streams. We're doing this Q&A episode. Hilarious. Like even during a break. Well, well I, I guess it's a hiatus from our regular programming.
1: Because we only, are
0: currently prepping season four.
1: The only crickets we have are the real ones that I feed to my lizards. <laughs> so there you go.
0: There you go. There yeah. you go. Well, I mean, we asked all our lovely listeners to submit some questions to us, and we got a a, a, a good bunch for, for our first Q&A. Which is great. Yeah, exactly. We got some good stuff to discuss. So joining me to, to do these questions is, of course, the Canadian B. Arthur, the John oh. Adams of Canadian Theatre, the director extraordinaire, oh, the, the riff to my Tony, it is <laughs> Autumn Smith. <laughs>
1: Hello, 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 everyone.
0: Yes. Let's get into our first question, Autumn. Let's
1: do it. Let's do it.
0: Actually, ties in well with our introduction because the, uh, mm-hmm. our friend Ryan Barakovich, he asks, Ooh. what are the origins of Autumn's nickname, such honorific? So, be Canadian B. Arthur, John Adams, huh. all <laughs> that good stuff. So...
1: This Autumn is all is you. you. I, 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 I know. know. It's all you. I know. So,
0: for me... I mean, the B. Arthur one—it has a few different origins. I mean, I—I mm. I mean, you and I both love the Golden Girls. Yes, we do. I just show you and I both love, and yeah, Actually, you know, I remember—I I remember the B. Arthur one came up because when we had our first meeting way, way back year, a few years ago, before we started, you joked that, like you said, if we did a podcast, you'd want to be introduced as the Canadian. B. Arthur.
1: I, di- I said
0: that? You did. You did because your voice has such a B. Arthur sound to it that if people yes. really hear, or hear our podcast, they're going to think it's just B. Arthur incarnate.
1: Uh, B. B. Arthur has risen again. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. I see. I see. Exactly. Okay. All so right. That's where well, that
0: one came from. So, so I also
1: probably at the same time had just acquired Four Goldfish. Uh, which Reed had um, aptly named Dorothy, Rose, uh, Blanche, and Sophia. So we have that.
0: And then the John Adams one came about because...
1: Because I'm a pain in the ass. Yes, I, that's I right. You are
0: the just <laughs> like John Adams. I mean, I, I mean, it came about right before our 1776 episode where we were talking with our guest Lynn and we were talking about theater and, and education mm-hmm. and... And all, and all and all that type of stuff. And Autumn was yes. lamenting some of the things that were going on in the industry. And she and I said, "Well, you're kind of sounding like John Adams from 1776, where that character is very much a squeaky wheel, where he is I'm frustrated perpetually with it, with, 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 with the state <laughs> of his world, and he's yes. not accepting it. He continues to fight for it.
1: I am so. continually continuously." Mm-hmm perpetuated, frustrated, Mm -hmm. dismayed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by the amount of performative allyship and Band-Aid solutions that happen Mm -hmm. in a very performative industry. Yeah. So that's how
0: John Adams came about.
1: Yeah. We are constantly having to be a different version of ourselves for people because we think that that is going to get us work. Yeah. Why can't we just be ourselves and get work? That's exactly like, come on. The, the detriment to our mental health mm-hmm. and our own personal self-respect in this industry is, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. So I will keep being the John Adams. Exactly. Theater, uh, and you will never hear of me again, except on this podcast. That's okay. So exactly. I'm also the alphabet. That's right.
0: There. You've been the Rosie to my Tanya, the love it to oh. my Sweeney,
1: the Charlie Brown.
0: Yeah, <sighs> but there we go. That's some of the origins of Autumn's many honorifics that get to her at the beginning of huh. an episode. There's some, there's some continual ones, and there's some ones that get get thrown in for each particular episode that we do that no. I that I come up with. So yeah. Yeah, that I mean, it. it what we, we didn't start that way. I mean, going back and re- doing our remastered project, listen to our early episodes, the whole name thing didn't start till I would say about six episodes, three to or three to six episodes, and it wasn't right away. But we kind of picked it up, and we haven't dropped it yet. So
1: yeah,
0: it's just a fun thing we do now to get, to get
1: into the episode. That's right, and you're just always the host, Ginger. It's true. Well, I mean, I'm. You know, to find another one. I mean, you're, you're the, you're the max to my Leo. Oh, I like that. That's a good That's a good one. We'll keep that one. <laughs> Which Actually, will lead us into another question on this list. I'm it sure it will,
0: it will, it will. So then the question, so the next question comes from our friend, Jillian Robinson Yay, and, Jill. she, and she asks us, how do you choose the musicals you cover? So I can start this one. So basically, when we started this, I came up with our last question, which is, as everybody knows who listens, is, does this musical still have a place today? Should it be revived? And I went, well, if that's our cumulative question, then yeah. we need to give ourselves a bit of a time gap between when it's come out and now. So I said, well, let's do, so another podcast I, I listen to called This in a Files. Mm-hmm. Their rule of thumb, unless something really catastrophic happens, like a famous actor dies, and they're and they're going to talk about them. Like they don't do yeah. a film that's ten years old because they go in order to have proper perspective on time to see what the lasting impact of this show is. Yeah, how does it, or, it age? How does it age? Like, I guess one thing like we could always do a Hamilton or a Jervin Hansen, but it's like we can't. Well, that's its impact on our larger theater world until we get a good ten year. I I say ten years because I think a decade tells us more than five. It tells us a full picture of ten years on, like like next to normal. Our most current musical we've covered, mm. like mm-hmm. uh, 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 like we look at that and go in ten years. How has that musical aged? I mean, five oh, wow. years ago we probably would have had a very different if we if we had talked about it five years after it came up. We probably would have a very different perspective.
1: On, on, well, on. yeah, it's too hot, right? Exactly. You need to, you exactly. need, you need the fool's lens, right? As exactly. I call it the 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 time you need to see if it's going to age into a beautiful Bordeaux or if it's going to turn into vinegar.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so so the ten year rule was the one I set up, which then kind of it was, it was then kind of I don't want to say boxed us, but it kind of made us go okay. Well, things that are not ten years old are off limits. Right. even better. Like where do we go? So so we've kind of gone the spectrum. I and mean, we've covered our basically every decade almost from the forties with Oklahoma to the to the aughts to, to the two thousand with um you know, with uh the producers and next to normal. Yeah. We've done the nineties with parade, eighties with some of the mega shows like Cats.
1: Uh we've done Yeah, six- we haven't done the other big one yet. We've done JCS.
0: Done God spell, yeah. So, so, we've covered some of the '70s schlock. We covered Fiddler in the '60s, lot yeah. in the '60s. So we've gone the spectrum, and I mean, I, th- I think that's the kind of the joy of forcing ourselves. This 10-year rule has kind of forced us to kind of do a little bit more digging versus doing the most hip current thing. We've kind of made ourselves go, "What else is out there?" I mean, I've always liked classical classic musicals more than the modern ones, so it kind of fit my perspective any or my choices anyway but it also just allowed everybody to kind of (laughs) have to go back and kind of go okay well we're not talking about a modern one what's a classic one that you like or like what's one that's from a different era that you kind of prefer yeah
1: yeah yeah, well, it's also, you know, it's also given us a chance to look at musicals within the cultural context of the time mm-hmm. versus how we would approach them now, which I Correct. think is a really interesting conversation it is. Um, regarding their relevance. So exactly. I think I like the 10 year rule. I love it.
0: Yeah. so So that's how we kind of chose it. I mean, yeah, so, and then, I don't know, Autumn, is there anything special about when you're selecting your musicals? Because, basically, I, I'll go through a list for a season. I'll I'll make my selections. Or, sorry, we've made an entire eight-season plan. Yeah,
1: we so, have so an <laughs> entire eight-season
0: so, plan. Yeah, so, Autumn gave Crazy. me, like, a list that made, a, basically, about two and a half seasons worth of content. Yeah. I then plugged mine in, and then I went, okay, well, let's get ourselves organized. So, let's cover eight, because we know... Eight seasons, hundred episodes. We're gonna get to Lima's. So if we if we got to get to Lima's, we got to fill that season gap. Jeez. So I went through and I plugged in all the mine plus some of the ones I know Autumn had mentioned she would wanted to cover. So there were still blank spots. So then Autumn went through and filled in the rest.
1: There, are, yes.
0: We we spent an afternoon one day just brainstorming, plugging away, plugging away. So. I mean, for really, you, I mean, is there ones that, is there, is there a criteria you go through when you, when you suggest a musical? Is it like, because like some of the ones you suggest are ones that I know nothing about, like Secret Garden, Ragtime,
1: Rags. Rags. Oh, Rags. I love Rags. I think they're just musicals that I have encountered. Mm-hmm. Some very popular, some very not, but yeah. There's some redeeming factor in every musical, except yeah. one that I can think of. No, it's usually just something that I've encountered that I think is worth mm-hmm. looking at again. Mm-hmm. And some of them, we've already talked about my favorite musicals for the most part. Yeah, we've picked <laughs> off quite a few of them. I have acquired new favorite musicals, like Parade is now yes. one of my favorite musicals. I adore it. Yes. So, you know, and some have kind of gone off my list because of really bad movie adaptations. Cats. Uh. (laughs) That was my furball. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, perfect. Let's get to the next question submitted by my friend Sam Davis. And he said, what was your favorite episode to record?
1: (laughs) Well, definitely our Cats review. Well, did
0: that one twice because the audio got screwed up the first time. So we had to relive that. Monstrosity twice. That was fun. That,
1: but uh, you know, there's nothing there's nothing better than getting out your existential angst through a you know criticism of a really bad movie. Yeah. The but I also stuff. like I also really enjoyed like I really love talking about parade and finding that musical and really yeah, that was getting into it. Love talking about Fiddler, I love talking about Oliver. That like, was a just better, getting good into those issues that are present historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in the original texts and yeah. the idea of, of, you know, the communities and the, mm. the conversation that we had about Fagan, Fagin true, I yeah. thought was really, really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I really enjoy when we bring people like, I love having Lynn on as a guest. I love yeah. talking about into the woods. Um, yeah. With Kyle. Yeah, yeah. With Kyle was, was great. I can't yeah. wait to talk more time with him. Yes. yes I love yes, talking I, I, yeah. You know, yeah. There's yep. there's lots of there's lots of you know. It's great. I I just love talking. I think yes. that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, for me, I mean, some uh, favorite episode to record. So I mean, I loved our episode on 1776. I thought that was a really fun conversation we had there. I mean, our Beauty and the Beast episode we just did with Mr. Denny Brandt that had me laughing quite a bit. Yes, so that was a lot of fun uh and then we also trying to think of some of the other good ones we've done um yeah I mean Fiddler that was a really special season two opener because that's one of my favorite shows Mm -hmm. that was a really good one to talk about Parade that was a really fun one Mm
1: -hmm. and then and
0: also any of the ones that uh, also any of the episodes where Autumn's hated the musical Right off the bat it has also been fun just because watching rent. we have to talk about rent. Well, that was a fun <laughs> cool one. That was great. Rent yes. was great. Yeah, because I mean it, it was a changing perspective episode. I mean, I, I mean, mean even Jessica kind of came out with a new perspective on the show. So that was a really fun one to get into.
1: It was revelatory.
0: Yes. Exactly. It was. Exactly. Revelatory. Exactly. But I also will say Titanic was a fun. I personally love doing Titanic just because of Autumn's Just tired. I for that iceberg of a musical.
1: Um, Look it, look it. I'm. It's beautiful. Parts of that musical are so. It's got a fan base. It's beautiful. It should be. It should be done in opera houses. It's very general. Yeah. It's an opera. It's not a musical. It's an opera. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean,
0: like, yeah. That's so. Yeah. So those. Those are my favorite
1: ones to record. Like it's general. It's so epic. It's, it, it, there's no, there's no real character development. There's no dirt in it, right? Very pretty. Yeah. It's, it's very pretty musical. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why it should be on an opera stage.
0: I agree. Okay. So this next question comes from Jessica. Way to go, Jessica. Yeah. And she says, what is one of your early episodes you'd like to either revisit or re record? I know my answer for this one. Well, go for it. Oklahoma. It's our shortest episode with 53 minutes. And I mean, mean, we did it at the end of the day. I mean, I I was trying to go catch a go train. We had already done like two or three other episodes that day on a Saturday. So we both were kind of already kind of exhausted. And going back to listening, I feel like we're not fully... Focused on the musical, we're not fully giving it <laughs> up at all. So, I would love to go back and revisit and re record that because I feel like now, with our deeper appreciation for Rogers and Hammerstein, we'd have more to say about it. I mean, it still ranks as our uh, sort of 53 minutes, if songs included.
1: So, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree that it's worth another look. Yeah, yeah, like we were I think it's hard. worth another look
0: end of that day especially of-
1: after doing like parade and, yeah um you know like the the idea i want to talk more about community in that mm-hmm.
0: oh story. it's got a lot to say about mindset yeah. yeah
1: yeah so oklahoma yeah joint joint answer i go with Perfect.
0: that day. well maybe we will get
1: to revisit <laughs> like, there's an episode where we will
0: do another chance at that so yeah. yes okay so the next question comes from Trevor and he says, are there any musicals that you refuse to do an episode on? I yes. mean, I mean, there, I mean, I mean, there's only one I can think of that. I probably kind of go, I don't have much to say. and that's, is Ameri- that? That, well, that's American idiot because I just have never been a fan of green days music that this <laughs> never spoken to me. So a lot, unless a guest comes forward and says, I really got something to say here, then I'm going to be like, eh,
1: I have to say most of the like the "We Will Rock You," yeah. um, "Rock of Ages." Yeah. Why? Like "Mamma Mia" did something well, and then you screwed it all up. Yeah. So why? I so uh, no, I'm not really interested in those. I'm not really interested in Spider Man. Like, <laughs> and I will never talk about the producers again.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You did it once for me, and I will never get. You I to will
1: never again. Talk about that, and it's not the musical itself, it's what it stands for, mm. and how it shifted Broadway into this capitalist piece of crap. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Mel Brooks, for that. Yeah, all right. What was our hardest
0: episode to either edit or to research? Autumn, you don't edit the episodes, I do. So, for I you, know. what was your hardest episode to research? <sighs> you always get to do the bios and all that type of stuff so who was like the one where like you got either had to do some heavy digging or, or ones where you had to like do some refining like uh, going through your your index of episodes you've done like well what's uh, it what's what's did to use like a hard episode that you had to kind of get your head around like was it the producers and you had to talk about mel brooks
1: no he's so easy to research i mean it's all there true let me think i don't I don't really know. I would say like Parade was a big one, even though the autistic team, but yeah, I did. I arguably I did more research because I want to know more about Leo Frank. I was, it made Mm -hmm. me very curious about, and I had to listen a lot to that musical because it was so new for me. Yeah. And at first I hated it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, they, this is very, you know he's yeah. Jason Robert Brown. I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. You've made these all into like redneck, and then I started listening to it. And I'm like, oh, but wait. What's he saying? You've you've given these people the most beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. Curious. That's interesting. What is mm-hmm. that saying? Are you mm-hmm. justifying their actions? What are you doing? So it it, it did a mind bend on me because at first I wanted to hate them. I want to hate everything and I wanted to be like Leo Franks, but then I'm like, I don't like Leo Franks. (laughs) Uh, He really bugs me. He's boring. He's a business dude. He's alienated. Mm -hmm. So it was very interesting to that approach um, Mm -hmm. was, was very disconcerting for me. Yeah. And it made me challenge my own, Bias around what a musical should be, and I loved that. I love yeah. that. I'm gonna. I'm going with Parade. Great.
0: Uh, I, I I'll say for me, the hardest episode to edit was Camelot because that was four yeah. hours of 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 raw of raw content. That there was a lot of times where like we would jump from one song to another. Like there was a point where you changed track on songs where uh, in your first pick where you went from. Um, uh, if ever I could leave you to um, how to handle a woman. So, uh, but then you kept bouncing back between the two. So I had to go back and re edit that whole section and pull a splice together the different songs. So it kind of cohesively no. made sense. So, and the fact that that episode was originally four hours and then we got it down to like an hour 50. It's my
1: fault. It's my, I'm a waver sometimes.
0: Yeah. So, that, so, so, I mean, editing wise, that was always the toughest one to get through just because of the amount of just content there was. I mean, rent was also hard because rent was such a big conversation that we had It, it, it uh, after we cut all the fluff stuff or not fluff stuff, but like kind of like the extra footage that it's great, but it's not essential to our, to our core episode. And then, and then, and then it was, we were still running too long that I had to go back and start chopping some of the meat off the bone that, mm-hmm. So that was another hard one that kind of was a tough to wrap around. And I think research wise, I think the toughest the, the toughest ones I've been to research are the ones that actually have, because I do production history. So, which what you, what I you mean, it, it, you would think it's the ones that there isn't any production history for, like Secret Garden or Snoopy, things like that. But actually, those are the easiest. Cause I just go, if there's nothing there for me to tackle, then there's nothing there for me to tackle. It's when you get to things like Oliver or South Pacific. South Pacific, Carousel, some of the ones that have really good documentation on the production yeah. history that I then have to go, okay, so what's essential to the story of the production that I'm
1: telling and what is fun facts that I enjoy about, about the writing mm-hmm.
0: process or, or or the
1: casting process? Or Anything I mean. Goes, which like changed a million times.
0: Yes. Oh, that was another tough one, just trying to write out the, the section where it was like, so what changed between each of the iterations? That was a... yeah. Mine then too. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean like research wise, I mean, do, getting production history. I, I mean, it's funny when I was assigning different, our, our different c- categories of what, of what we'll cover. I was like, oh, I can do creative team. Cause I, that's fun. That's the boss. I was like, oh, production history. That'll, that'll be like a, a breeze. That'll be the easy thing. It's just wikipedia the thing. That was, now I'm looking like, oh no, it's, it's required me to do a lot of reading and spend extra time prepping, prepping my notes to make sure I got the right story in place.
1: I I I got the easy job. Yeah, Autumn got the easy job. Thank God. Yeah, I yeah, Autumn doesn't have time to do all that extra no. research. No, <laughs> no, yeah. So, way to go, Mackenzie Horner. Yeah,
0: that that was a fun one I took. And up. thank
1: you, Wikipedia, because you you do you're very good. It,
0: it gives me a starting place. If I can go on Wikipedia and I can see the. The production that's written and then i can go down to the tabs at the bottom where all the footnotes are that's if right the Original footnote then i can go okay so what's the original source and i go back and read both and i find the most concise version or or, or also all the great i mean there are some really great books that have been written over the years about different sure. musicals and shows that Mackenzie has
1: all of those books
0: i i accumulate them so now i can reference them when i need them so
1: <laughs> yeah he's a walking musical theater encyclopedia <laughs> I'm just here for the the coffee. (laughs) All right.
0: Okay. Well, this this next question also comes from from our friend Jill again. Hey, Jill. And she she writes, what's a non-musical book film property Mm. that you think should be adapted into a musical? Mm. I got a few that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like, that'd probably make a good story that you could translate.
1: No, oh, I don't know. That one's a hard one. I've been thinking about that, and I'm like, Ooh. "There's
0: two <laughs> films I can think of that I think would be really good to do, or, or at least one of them was a book that became a film."
1: Okay, go for it.
0: So the one is Mystic River, the Sean Penn, Kevin Bacon movie, all about these four boys who mm-hmm. one of them gets kidnapped and molested, and he escapes, and then uh, and then years later, they all the boys in our grown up. One of them to become a cop. Uh, one of them's become like a mobster. One of them's become kind of like this ghost of a man, the one that was molested. Yeah. Um, and basically the gangster's daughter dies, is is murdered. And then it basically it's it's the investigation of that and kind of how it all brings these people back together. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful, tragic story. And I think there, I think there's I think that's a great kind of unique piece there. I also think Changeling, the Angelina Jolie movie where she plays the mom whose son is kidnapped and then she and then the police try and cover it up by giving her a fake son based on a true story and they lock her up in the in the asylum for that one that'd be another really good story there based on on, based on another true event so those are two i think would be some really interesting topics
1: that's interesting I i also
0: think the lord of the rings books like if you did them individually not what they did originally which was a whole musical based on three books but you do each individual book into a musical I think you could do something really fun with that
1: I mean one of my favorite authors is mm-hmm. Sarah Waters right and Sarah Waters is like a she writes a lot from the lesbian perspective shocker mm. everybody her. <laughs> just put that out there right now um but are she writes in a Victorian a lot in the Victorian sensibility like she's written To Tipping the Velvet, which partly takes place in the music halls. So that would be really interesting to turn into a musical. But also, like, just creating two women on stage, I think, Mm -hmm. would be like love stories that transcend, you know, just the heteronormative Mm -hmm. um, sensibility would be great. So yes. So I'm going to say Sarah Waters would yep. be amazing, and you know what else would be a really interesting musical, The Hours. Mm. But it it's it has different generations. It goes into the AIDS crisis. Um, it also has so you could you could have different types of music within it, like oh, there you go. genres, which yeah. is really. Would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So something like that, I would love to see the hours turn into a musical yeah. Be epic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then the next
0: question uh comes to us from Maddie, not my sister, but another Maddie who apparently listens to us.
1: Maddie. Uh, way to yeah, go.
0: Yeah. And she says, uh, what other musical theater podcasts or channels do you enjoy or listen to? I have two that I kind of go go for. Okay. Which is one is called Musicals with Cheese, where it's two yeah. uh, th- uh, uh, friends, one of them not a big fan of musical theater, the other one is, and they, uh, and the one the one friend has to kind of get his friend on board with these musicals, and the other one, of course, is is the one hosted by our friend Kyle, the Putting It Together Time Podcast, where he goes through each song individually, which is a great hoot of a time listen to that so
1: yes there is a podcast that i was listening to for a while Mm -hmm. and it was like it was a podcast that married musicals with baseball break a bat it's called break a bat break a bat break a bat bat. um how does that work he brings on musical theater people to talk about baseball, but then he's also like he's he's a guy that's totally into baseball and musical theater. That's a that's a very innovative concept. It is. It is. What's that? He, I reached out to him. Yeah. He said that anything he can do to help your audience, yeah, he said he'll help us out anytime. There you go. Uh, he's yeah. He's in New York. He's
0: in well, New York. I, I we both play baseball, so Maybe we should go guest with him.
1: But you think about it, think about all the things that have baseball in them. There's a lot. There's, There's quite a few musicals that have baseball show up in their plots. Well, You think of New York, and what is yeah. synonymous with New York? Musicals baseball. and the Yankees. Yeah. So, sorry, Mets. And the Mets. <laughs> Sometimes. 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 Yeah. Um, but the guy that wrote Snoopy wrote the Hal Hackety. He yeah. wrote the song for the Mets. So there exactly. you go. Exactly. Full Circs. Exactly. Circle. Exactly. So awesome okay.
0: question. All right. This next question comes from Mr. Ryan Barakovich as well. And this is, have you ever considered covering non-musical theater on the show?
1: No. No.
0: And I mean, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, this, I mean, this, uh, this, this show is very particular. I mean, it's, before the damn beat a musical podcast. Now, mind you, yeah. we do bring in other non-musical plays and things that they do get brought up in conversation. But I mean Yeah, it, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I have my other show with Cup of Hemlock, where like we review non-musical works. So there's that. I mean, you and I have talked about doing other podcasts. Like we have like there was one about Shakespeare we talked about we wanted to do. There was one about the Golden Girls. So, so I mean, like, if we had uh-huh. infinite time and money, we weren't having to do other jobs, and we just wanted to create a podcast network. I have a uh-huh. lot of
1: potential other ideas we could do. I mean, I have a whole radio show that could be on the podcast network. So, right? No,
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, yeah,
1: no, I mean I, the the whole idea was to to um, talk about something that Mackenzie and I both love. Yeah. Which is musicals. And we don't both of us felt like we don't get enough access to them, either for monetary reasons or, you know, yeah. for being who we are in the world and you know. Yeah. Exactly. Not being able to have the funding to do our own musicals or yeah. people trusting our abilities to to do musicals. Yeah. So that's still weird. Um <coughs> yeah. But we just need to create our own musicals, Mackenzie. I know, I know. Um, wow. But yeah, so this this podcast is very much geared just towards musicals. Yep. But
0: mind you, we will always bring up like other things as we well. Do. As we, we do
1: regularly. Yeah. We talked about Dickens. We talked about different adaptations in Oliver. Yep. We talked about Angels in America when we did falsettos and rests. Yes. We talked, like we talk about the original source material for the musicals, which a lot of times are the plays. Like, yep. Um uh, gr- how green the grass grows for yep. Yep. And, um you know d- different playwrights at the time and yep. how they relate. So um yes, the no is not really a no, it's kind of like a kind of mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean it'll, it'll come up it'll come up in a certain time, but we're not gonna focus
1: no on it.
0: Uh-huh. All right. And then our last question. Oh. Comes from John, and he says, "Why do you think so much online theater content is focused around musicals? Because I mean, if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of musical reviews, and I mean, like, what's nice about Cup of Hemlock is, uh, we the, the it's the fact that we is there isn't a lot of channels that talk about plays. Yeah. and that's kind of what's been nice is that Cup of Hemlock's give me that chance to talk about. Like, we just did an episode on All My Sons with Sally Field. We've done uh, oh, Pipeline." Dominique Morisseau's Pipeline, which is a true, terrific play that that, that, that is. oh, it's that's a great, great. play, it's a fantastic play, yeah. or *Red* with Alfred Molina. So, I mean, we've had those opportunities, but, he, but Matt John is right that there is a lot of musical content that's out there. A lot of people talking
1: about musicals online, so because why- musicals are more accessible, they are. Uh, like, if you think about things that. Um, transcend language mm-hmm. music yeah. is one of those things yeah so it also moves in our systems differently mm-hmm. um as soon as you add music like as soon as if you have a play mm-hmm. and you just have the text and it's yeah. like intense but then you add underscoring to it it takes it to a whole does. different level mm-hmm. so i think it, it just it's that subtle reminder that we are human together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I will say, like, the reason why musicals get so much more attention online is because, uh, well, musicals, they're easy, they're, they're accessible in the sense of, everybody can go, like, everybody can go, everybody can go in and buy the cast album of Wicked yes. and yeah. listen to Wicked or go watch a bootleg of Wicked from Broadway. Sure. I mean, to, I mean, it's only now through COVID and the pandemic that we've had all these theater, these theater organizations release a lot of their pro shots that get released every once in a while. Like the fact that Stratford now has its own streaming service where you can watch all their pro shots or national theater. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the fact that that is there and that is accessible is now an opportunity for people to talk about these plays. But also it's hard to take a play on the road. Like uh, unless you want to listen to somebody read the script of The Tempest, Nobody's gonna sit and listen to the Tempest. Uh, like plays are meant to be seen. They're meant to be lived. They're not meant to be carried with you. Musicals can detach themselves from uh fr- fr- from the musical itself, and you can just take the music all on the road. Like I know when I go in on my daily walk, if there's an episode Autumn and I have coming up, like we like we've been doing recently, where we've, we've been pre-recording some of season four, I listen to the album on repeat as I walk. To get myself into the mindset of what of what the show is, so the fact that it's so accessible that way uh, really does allow for uh, uh, for people to get access to them easier, and it makes it much more easy than to talk about them versus a play. So, yeah, I think that's why musicals kind of get uh, 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 get a little bit more uh, love online than say a play does.
1: And plays really are better in person because so much of it is in the unsaid, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the unsaid in a musical is usually music. Yep. Right. So I think that is, I think that's the great difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. Well, Autumn, that's it for our
0: fun little Q and a episode. We've answered all the good solid questions. Yeah. So thank you everybody for tuning in. If you have not mm-hmm. uh, done our season three feedback survey, mm-hmm. it's right in the link box below in the video description. So fill it out. Yes, please if you do. Love feedback. Uh, so do that for sure. You can even huh. win a prize. Uh, oh. mm-hmm, exactly. So you can do that. Uh, and then stay tuned uh, for next week when we release our promo. For our first episode of season four, ba, 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 ba.
1: yeah, there, great. Here's your hint, everybody. There, there's your melodic hint. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. about this one. It's
0: it, it was a very good conversation we had.
1: Yeah, I I, I would like to have more conversations about it because I a, I feel it's not done. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that'll
0: be a fun one. But the auto, where can people find and follow you?
1: Well, listen, friends, I am prolifically everywhere. That's true. was kind of redundant in many ways. Um, you can find me at Autumn DM Smith mm-hmm. on all the socials, except Twitter. I'm not a, a tweeter. Um, uh, Littlewood Smith. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Timber Beast Productions. And the latest venture, Lesby Honest FM, a new radio show Correct. that I am co-hosting with my wonderful partner, Sarah Hiscox. That's right. That's
0: right. So there's that. Uh, You can find and follow me at Mackenzie Horner on social media platforms. You can also follow my play reviews and other theater antics with Cup of Hemlock on the Cup of Hemlock feed. Uh, And you can find uh, our wonderful theme music composer Mr. Brody Weld on a number of uh, platforms including Apple Music, Bandcamp, Spotify. Mm -hmm. You can find some of the solos Father Flowsus. Give him a listen, he's always awesome. Yeah. And autumn, until then, uh until we announce re- oh, season four, Ooh. that's it for now. We have made it through another fun bit of hiatus. Um, Our you-
1: hiatus is not a hiatus. We're still working. It's a moment in the woods. Yeah. Oh, well said, well said, well said.
0: Yeah. All right, everybody. Take care. Feel uh do well, stay healthy, stay safe.
1: Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Ciao. ciao.